All right, thanks, everyone, and sorry we had to push the news conference back. We had some timing issues. Uh, I've put up a couple of pictures that uh, Acting Chief Vic Wall can tell you about in a second. Uh, we have made an arrest in one of our older homicide cases after a lot of really good detective work and a lot of hard work on a the behalf of a number of different agencies. And Acting Chief uh, Wall will tell you what we can at this point about the case and where it stands. Chief? Well, thank you, Joel, and good afternoon. Uh, you're looking at a picture of Lula Cunnigan. Uh, Lula was a 40-year-old city resident who was killed on the west side of Madison 25 years ago. Uh, I can report to you today that an Indiana man has been arrested in her murder. Uh, November 4th, 1994, at about 7 a.m., MPD officers and Madison Fire Department paramedics responded to the 1600 block of Freeport Road, which is on Madison's west side, for a report of a person down. Uh, the officers and paramedics uh, discovered Ms. Cunnigan. Uh, she had been seriously injured, and she was eventually pronounced dead at the scene. Uh, Ms. Cunnigan had been strangled and struck by a car. Now, in the immediate aftermath of the incident, an ex extensive investigation took place, and in the many years since then, our detectives and investigators have continued to work diligently on the case, pursuing leads and actively following up. Uh, a break in the case happened in 2015, and that's where uh, MPD was notified that there was a CODIS hit. CODIS is the Combined DNA Index System, and what that does is match uh, DNA profiles of known individuals that are in the, the system with DNA profiles from evidence that's recovered at crime scenes. So our detectives took that information and since then have been working diligently to finish the investigation, develop probable cause, and prepare the case for charging. And as a result of those efforts, Willie Coleman, was arrested yesterday in Indiana. Uh, he is 52 years old. Uh, he's being held on a Dane County warrant for first-degree reckless homicide, and he remains in custody in Indiana. Uh, I'd really like to recognize the efforts of our investigators who have worked tirelessly in the many years since this crime happened to uh, investigate and resolve the case uh, and have never let the passage of time deter them from finding a uh, a solution and identifying a suspect. And I think it's also important to note that in addition to doing their investigative work during this long time period, our personnel have really remained in direct contact with Ms. Cunnigan's family throughout the time to keep them updated to the extent possible on the progress of the case and any developments as they've occurred. Uh, I'd also really like to thank our partners with the Wisconsin State Crime Lab, the Medical Examiner's Office, and the district attorney's office. Uh, clearly a case like this is very complicated and we would not be able to reach the point we are today without their assistance. So that's the overview that I have and I'd be happy to answer any questions that I'm able to. The uh, chief court records show that Coleman was interviewed by your detectives at least a couple of times after that 2015 scientific evidence was revealed. Was there any worry that because he'd been interrogated, he might just disappear? Well, anytime you're investigating uh, 
any crime and certainly a homicide that's two decades old, uh, you know, we can't do anything until we develop probable cause to make an arrest and reach a point where the district attorney's office is comfortable uh, pursuing a charge. So uh, simply having that hit from 2015 doesn't end the investigation or end the story. And obviously there's a lot more investigative steps that need to happen during that time period uh, to get us to where we are today. So uh, certainly you have those concerns, but that doesn't change the fact that we need to do our due diligence to establish probable cause and get the case to a point where it's uh, able to be charged. Other questions? Uh, we actually we started our live stream a little delayed, so can you just explain again her case and what led to this arrest? <laughs> uh, so uh, Lula is a 40-year-old, or was a 40-year-old city resident. She was killed 25 years ago on the west side of Madison. Uh, the case occurred on November 4, 1994. Uh, it was just before 7 a.m. when our officers and paramedics responded to the report of a woman down, and uh, they discovered Miss Cunnigan with significant injuries. She was pronounced dead at the scene, and she had been strangled and struck by a car. Uh, and since then, uh, our Detectives and investigative personnel have been pursuing leads and investigating the case. Uh, and a break in 2015, uh, a hit in the CODIS system, which is the combined DNA indexing system, which matches DNA profiles, uh, was a critical lead that allowed our personnel to focus on Mr. Coleman and resolve the case successfully. Was there a connection between the two of them before? Is it, was he ever on the radar in 1994 or after that? Well, certainly we're at a point now where we are transitioning from investigation to prosecution, uh, and it's important that we you know, not say or disclose anything that might jeopardize that prosecution. Obviously, Mr. Coleman uh, has a presumption of innocence and will have an opportunity to defend himself right, through the case. Was it known that he was a boyfriend or anything like that? Uh, those are things that we're not going to release at this time, and uh, those will be things that will come out during the discovery process uh, as the prosecution unfolds. Chief, can you give us any sense, with Coleman being charged with first-degree reckless homicide, yet you tell us that Cunningham was strangled and run over by, by a vehicle, um, why a more serious homicide charge is not in play? Well, I guess two things. I would say first-degree reckless homicide is a pretty serious charge, and it is a homicide charge. Uh, but certainly, anytime we are dealing with a, a case that's old, 20 years old, we're certainly working in conjunction with the district attorney's office to determine uh, what charge collectively we feel appropriate, what charge they feel they can prove beyond a reasonable doubt, and what charge they feel comfortable pursuing. And so that's a decision we reach collectively. Uh, but ultimately, the final decision is with the district attorney's office, and I think that's best answered by them. Is there people in the department that remembered working on this case that have spoken to you or anybody about whether it's a relief or that it was, you know, it sort of feels good to get it off the books, at least for now? Well, certainly uh, there are not a lot of us around who were employed by MPD in 1994. Uh, and uh, I know a young Joel Despain reporter reported on this incident in 1994 before he uh, came to work for us. But I think uh, the fact that, you know, that our personnel directly involved in the investigation weren't at the scene doesn't minimize sort of the impact that it has on us as an agency or the importance that we have with it. Uh, it's not unusual for cases to be transferred 
from detectives or investigators uh, due to retirement and, and reassignment. So once that case transfers, the new detective and new investigators really take ownership for it and, and have a real vested interest in, in you know, finding what happened and, and solving the case. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's not every day that any police department is able to make an arrest in a 25-year-old homicide. So it's something that I think uh, certainly is, is impactful on us in, as an agency and, and obviously is very impactful to the family. Chief, over the, the past 25 years, what's Coleman been up to? Well, that, uh, that I don't think we know all the details about. Obviously, there's some things that we've been able to, to uh, recreate, uh, but certainly those are things that will probably uh, come out further during the prosecution. What have you heard from the U.S. Well, our uh, our detectives, as well as uh, victim witness representatives from the D district attorney's office, have been in close contact with the family, uh, so they're aware of the arrest. There have been we've been keeping them in the loop to the extent possible, uh, and uh, they've been, I think, certainly uh, gratified and appreciative of the work that we've been able to do, and the the other partners that I mentioned have been able to do to to bring this case to to resolution. Uh, so it's been important for us to maintain that positive relationship and connection with the family uh, during this time. Chief, remind me, were you here in '94? I was. What, what do you What do you remember of this homicide? Well, I was just uh, you know a young patrol cop working the night shift. I remember uh, that it happened. I don't think that I was involved directly. I don't think I was working that night, so I don't have a, any recollection of being at the scene or having any direct involvement. But certainly, you know, uh, any homicide that occurs in our city is, is a big deal, so I definitely remember the details coming out and hearing about it. And, uh, you know, any time there's a homicide today, even it, it really mobilizes the department, and there's a lot of resources and effort put into investigating it in the immediate aftermath. Uh, and I, I remember that taking place and can remember some of the detectives who, who were involved in it uh, who have since retired. Uh, but it's, it's, you know, it was a big deal at the time, and, and I, I can recall that. I know you said that you can't say anything about their, that they knew each other, but can you give us anything, even something very vague about a motive in this case? Well, again, I think that's, uh, I guess the short answer is no. I think those are things that, that will have to come out in, in the prosecution to the extent we're, uh, we're able to, to uh, recreate any of that. Can you tell us a little bit more about Lula? Well, I don't know a whole lot about Lula. I mean, I know that, uh, again, she was 40 years old. She, she did live uh, not too far from the, the scene of the killing, uh, and so I think she was a West Side resident uh, at the time. I, I do know that much, but uh, she does have family that still live in Madison that we've, so the family that, that we've been in touch with are, are residents, so I think there's there connections with, with the city. Any children? I think so. I think the family involves children, uh, the people that we've been in touch with, yes. Also, I know you're looking for more details from Chief Wall, and he's really not able to provide a lot of those at this time, but there should be a criminal complaint forthcoming, and perhaps as early as this afternoon, that I think will provide you some more of those details that you're seeing. All right, thank you.